Welcome to the Live Free Podcast. I'm your host, Michaela Quinn, and I am a mom on a mission to help you launch, grow, and scale a profitable freelance business from home. Join me each week for tangible business advice along with inspiring interviews, all designed to help you mom strong, work smart, and live free. If you are loving this podcast, finding yourself motivated or inspired, learning something new, or just a fan of the show, do me a favor and help me spread the message. Screenshot the episode, add it to your Insta stories, and tag me at Michaela.Quinn. Every share helps me reach more and more moms, and I may just share your share and feature you in my Insta stories too, because together we can take over the world. All right, mama, it's time. Grab your coffee, water, or wine, because we are starting. Hey friends, happy Monday and welcome back. I'm so happy that you are choosing to spend these next few minutes with me and I'm so thankful you are here. Anyways, today we are talking about what you need to know if you are building your business on the side of a job, especially if you are wanting to quit that job, you know, eventually that's why you started your business. And so you're, you're building up on the side until you have replaced your income and can quit that job. And we're specifically talking about what to do, you know, with your income, because as you get started in your business, and especially when you are still working a full-time job, there's only so many hours a week that you have to devote to your business. And, you know, once you put in your two weeks and you no longer have a full-time job, you have a lot more time back. And so there tends to be, depending on like your income goals in order to quit your job, there can be this place where you reach this wall. It can happen rather quickly where you, depending on how many hours you have to work a extra to work a week, whether it's 15 to 20, you know, or so on the side of your full-time job, you can reach this point where you kind of hit a wall and you cap out as far as how much you can earn in that moment. It's not forever. It's just in this current moment because you're still kind of balancing the, I'm just getting started. I'm still learning new skills and I'm not quite yet at the premium pricing and all of those things. So We're going to talk about how to build your business on the side so that when you hit that wall, you can leave and you don't have to stay stuck there or push yourself to work 50 hours on top of a 50-hour work week. I've got a better plan. So thanks for joining me. I can't wait to share this with you. Now, before we dive in, I just want to share first, make sure you check out and sign up for my Get Legit and Quit Kit. It is a five-day program. You'll get an email each day for five days with one specific action step to take so that you can get your business up and running. Day number one, we are going to cover figuring out what services to offer. Day number two, we're going to figure out who you want to work with. Day number three, we're going to talk about packages and pricing. Day number four, we're going to talk about creating your strategy to land clients. Day number five, we're going to talk about making over your mindset because that is your most valuable tool in building your business. And then there's there's some bonuses. So grab it at MichaelaQuinn.com forward slash legit. It's only $27 and it will get you the momentum and the steps that you need to take to get your business up and running. All right. Now uh, let's go talk about building your business on the side of a full-time job. 
So why I wanted to do this topic right now is because we just finished up our OTO open enrollment and I kept getting the same question over and over again. Michaela, I want to do this, but my salary is $5,000 a month or you know, I make six figures. I know for me to do that from a freelancing, it's going to for me to build up, it's going to be a lot of hours. And I, I just don't know how I can get there while I'm still working full-time. Very, very valid like question and concern. And so here's what I have for those of you who either you have a bigger salary cap. Like for me, when I was building my business on the side to be able to quit, I was a teacher at a Catholic school. I did not need a ton of extra income. I only needed a thousand dollars. That was the number that my husband and I, you know, sat down and talked about and said, okay, when you get to this point, if you can do that, you can quit. No questions asked. Colin didn't think that would happen. Look who's laughing now. <laughs> I always just like to, you know, rub that in playfully, lovingly. But I, that wasn't really something I ever had to worry about. And so when I would get these emails from these women that would say, I want to do this, but my salary is X, is this possible? I would always explain yes, but it could potentially take you a little bit more time, or we might have to get a little bit more creative with how you are building your business on the side. Now, whether you are needing to bring in $1,000 like me, $3,000, $5,000 or something bigger, I want you to know what that whatever it is you need to bring home a month, it is absolutely possible as a service provider, as a freelancer, as a business owner. The sky is seriously the limit. There are no limits. There are endless opportunities. The only limit is your own personal beliefs about that. So we're not going to get into too much of the mindset in that in this episode, but I wanted to give you some tangible tips to help you, those of you that are building your business on the side, what to do with your business money, with your income, so that when it comes time for you to make that decision, like, is now the time where I put in my two weeks? Do I wait? You have a nest egg and some confidence to help make that decision a little bit easier for you. So when I first started my business, I really didn't see it as a business. And because I didn't see it as a business, I was really irresponsible with my income, with what I was earning. So this episode is more so a, hey, this is what I did. This is what I learned. This is what I wish I would have done sort of episode. As I was building my business, we had a brand new baby. We had a house. We were already kind of living paycheck to paycheck in, in that situation. And so once I had started my freelance business and we had at first, I had an extra four hundred dollars coming in a month, and then an extra six hundred, and then you know a thousand, and then eventually it was thirty five hundred. Instead of saving all of that and doing something super smart with it, I just started adding that in to our every month budget. Like, oh, we got four hundred dollars extra this month. Awesome. Let's go on a couple extra date nights. Or McLaren needs new clothes. Perfect timing. I wasn't exactly responsible with the money that I was making. And as I was building my business, I was pregnant with our second. I was pregnant with George and he was due in April. And so as it got closer to his due date, I was getting a little bit anxious because, okay, what am I going to do with maternity leave? You know, as a freelancer, you only get paid when you complete the work. So if you're on maternity leave or you need to pause or take a break, clients aren't going to pay you 
for that break, right? That's like one of the benefits of hiring a contractor. You're only paying for the work that they do. And so I was, I was getting kind of nervous when it came down to taking maternity leave. I actually ended up not even taking a maternity leave. I think I was only out the week and few days that we were in the hospital and the first few days when I was back home adjusting to life with two. But you know, it wasn't, it wasn't that scary to me. I wasn't that worried because I had seen the, the stability and the consistency and the growth to my income like month to month to month. So I knew, I knew it'd be fine. I knew I would continue to be making this money ongoing. And I had multiple clients so that I knew if one person left, you know, there, I, there will be another. But as it got closer to August, that was when my teacher paycheck was going to run out. So for this last like year, I essentially was living on two incomes. I had my teacher salary coming in every month and I had my freelance income. So we lived really great for, for that, for that year. But as it got closer to August, I got, you know, I started to get a little bit more anxious, like, okay, 1800 of this is going to go away here soon. Sure. We won't have the daycare expense, but oh my gosh, like it, it was, it was getting real now. And this was also right around the time where I switched and transitioned and pivoted from offering freelance services to only teaching others how to start freelance businesses. And that was a really tricky time for my family's finances because I went from having, okay, like two incomes to from, you know, September, October, November. I really kind of scaled back on, okay, I quit doing all freelancing at the end of October. And so I, I didn't really have that consistent income that I had had when I was freelancing because moving into the, the course world, you know, it, w- it was a, a slow build at first. And if I would have started a business, you know, knowing I was starting a business from the beginning, not just seeing this as like, oh, this is a hobby. This is just a side thing so I can stay home. If I would have treated it like a business, I would have managed my money completely different so that we wouldn't have had to do credit cards in that building period. And I I don't regret these decisions. It's just that's what I did at the time. But looking back with the wisdom that I have now, I would have done things a little bit differently. And I have seen with women in the program who have done things differently, how they have more confidence and more ease when they transition from working full-time as an employee to full-time or part-time, but earning a full-time income from home as a business owner. I've seen that ease when they do things this way. So number one, when you are building your business on the side of a full-time job, number one is you need to first sit down, sit down with your spouse, look at your finances, look at your bills, you know, look at all of the benefits and figure out, okay, what is the number of income that I need to be bringing in monthly to replace my income? What does that look like from a freelance business owner? standpoint. And depending on how much you make, what benefits you have, like what expenses will be cut because you're no longer working. For example, when I quit teaching and I was a freelancer from home, I cut out daycare. So we saved $800 a month. So that was 
$800 that I didn't necessarily have to, to replace. Once you have your number, the second thing you need to do is as you're building your business, number one, do not stay stagnant. And when I say don't stay stagnant, what I mean by that is as you get started and, and you start out charging you know, X amount for your social media package or your hourly rate as a virtual assistant, whatever it is you start out at, that is not where you stay, okay? You start at, at $30 an hour, maybe your second client, you bump it up to 35 and then your fourth up to 40 There's a lot that goes into pricing and we have a whole episode on pricing, but I just want you here to remember as you're building, especially if you're building it on the side, don't stay stagnant with your pricing as you're growing, as you're up-leveling your skill set, as you're getting more experience, as you're getting better results for your clients, that growth should reflect in, in your prices. And then the second thing, the income that you do bring in from your business, I recommend a majority of it should go into a savings nest egg so that if you get to that point where you hit that wall, you know, you're working 20 hours a week on your freelance business, but you're not quite at your full-time income, but you you need more hours to be able to get there. And you knew that if you didn't have this job, you would have the time to devote and focus to you know land that last client so that you would be over your income. If you have that nest egg built up, you know, whether it's three months or six months of your salary from your freelance earnings, you, when you hit that wall and you get to that point and you're like, look, I've seen what I can do in three months, four months of freelancing and just 20 hours a week. I've got all these other people reaching out to me. I know there's the demand. I know I can help one more client. I just need more time. It's time for me to walk out of my corporate job instead of having that panic, but oh my gosh, how are we going to budget or cut back these next couple months? When you have that nest egg there, it makes it a much easier decision to walk away from your corporate job if that is what what you want to do. Now that I've grown from like, okay, hobby business, just doing this on the side to having a full-fledged business, I manage my money completely differently. I actually use profit first method. And we did an episode on that. Gosh, I want to say it was episode 16, but don't quote me on that. Just check out the show notes. We'll link to it. And you you can go learn about profit first. But you can do something profit firsty with your business income. If you are earning $1,000 a month, set aside you know maybe 20% for taxes 60% for your nest egg and maybe another 20% for the treat yourself fund <laughs> i i love the treat yourself fund and that when i say treat yourself fund that just means you know what would actually go into your family's pocket from that income so there's not just all work and no play but you know that's something that you can look at with your spouse and kind of figure out, okay, what's it going to take? What do you need? Is it worth it to just save everything so that you can take that leap sooner rather than later? Or are you guys in a position where you need some of that income helping pay off debt before you leave your job? And then the third thing to do is once you've set your goals, I want you to track them, track your progress. And when you've hit the goal, I want you to feel confident taking that leap. 
have that conversation with yourself, with your spouse when you're there. All right, friends, I hope this episode was helpful. Thanks for hanging out with me and keep building that business. Now, just because the episode is over doesn't mean the knowledge party has to stop. Come hang out with me and thousands of other mamas in my free Facebook group. Just search Facebook for the Live Free Podcast Mastermind with Michaela Quinn or go to the show notes. We have it linked there. And make sure you answer the questions so our gatekeeper knows that you want in. And don't forget, sharing is caring. If you are loving this podcast, please take a moment to share it with your friends. But make sure you tag me at Michaela.Quinn on Instagram and at Michaela Quinn on Facebook. See you next week.